Welcome to Jay's Talk, brought to you by your Ontario Honda dealers. Show Ali and Josh Goldberg here with you as the Blue Jays break the losing streak, taking a 6-1 win over the Twins as they spoil Justin Morneau's Twins Hall of Fame induction ceremony. My apologies, Justin. But Blue Jays fans from coast to coast to coast needed this one, as did the team themselves. The Yankees win today. The Jays now stay two games back in the hunt for a blue October and uh, Josh, no grim text tonight, I guess. No eulogies, right? Lots of good stuff to get to. Oh, Teoscar- thank God. Yeah, thank goodness, right? Thank goodness. Teoscar Hernandez hitting his 31st home run of the season. Uh, an absolute no-doubt moonshot to dead center. Marcus Simeon cranking his 43rd homer of the season, tying the all-time MLB record for home runs by a second baseman set by Davey Johnson in 1973. And, of course... George Springer getting off the schneid, breaking his 0 for 16 streak with a two run jack to left field. And Josh, I guess a uh, blue Jays fans exhale in unison. Big win needed it. And like, no matter what it looked like, it wasn't uh, pretty early on. There were some gaffes and some inability to score some runs, but you know, Robbie Ray battled his ass off tonight, did a really nice job without his best stuff, far from his best stuff. It's the first time he's walked four batters in an outing since April against Kansas city. Only the second time that's happened all season, but he only gave up, you know, he only gave up three hits and then the bullpen comes in and gets uh, three scoreless uh, hitless innings to, to close it out. And it doesn't matter at this point, aesthetically just get wins, you know, whatever they look like, as long as they're wins, that's all that's going to matter. And you're, you know, you would have liked to have a better situation than playing for a series split in this four gamer, but you know, considering the way that the first two games went to be in a position to get a split, not a complete disaster, but you got to go out there tomorrow and get the job done. Yeah. Griffin Jacks versus Manoa on the mound uh, tomorrow to wrap up this four game series at target field. But again, you can also text us at five ninety five ninety. name and location gets all your texts throughout the rest of this show. We're here until the top of the hour. And uh, yeah, Robbie Ray, like you mentioned, three hits, four walks, and one earned run over six innings of work, six strikeouts as well. And, uh, you know, Josh, I I still think the AL Cy Young, you know, the, the race, I suppose, for that award is something we're going to be talking about virtually until uh, neither Cole nor Ray are pitching anymore. And I think they each have one more start for the remainder of this regular season. Uh, you know, Cole start coming at least on track, unless something drastically changes this next, uh, this next couple days, he's on track to pitch at Rogers center next week. And Ray is on track to pitch at Rogers center next week as well. I would think. So if that's the case, then, you know, we're going to have to wait probably a little, couple more days to make our final calls. But you know what, unless, unless Ray goes out there and just bombs against the, in his final start of the season, I, I want to say that I, and maybe this is a Homer take by me, but so you let me know if, if you think it is, but, I think it's it's more sewn up than it than you might otherwise think, and I, I just because I, I don't have the stats in front of me, but last I checked, I think Cole has a couple more wins than uh, Ray does, but he also has a couple more losses than Ray. He has a, a worse ERA than Robbie Ray does, the exact same WHIP, and uh, Ray also has uh, a couple more uh, strikeouts as well on the season. So apart from those wins, I would say basically everything leans the way of Robbie Ray. Yeah, I think Robbie Ray's in the driver's seat, and it will take a really good Garrett Cole start on Wednesday against the Blue Jays and Jose Barrios and a not very good start on Thursday from Robbie Ray uh, against the Yankees. And I believe it's going to be Nestor Cortez in that ball game for the Yankees. Yeah. Robbie Ray's just had a better second half of the season. He's had a better from the month of August on when it's really gotten into crunch time. You know, Garrett Cole hasn't been bad by any means. He's had a lot of good starts, but he's faltered a handful of times and, and struggled 
a couple of times. You know, Robbie Ray had a clunker against Baltimore and a clunker against Tampa Bay, and otherwise he's been nails virtually, uh, you know, since the month of August. And I think that has to count for something. When the Jays were left for dead, Robbie Ray was a big reason why, uh, you know, they were able to you know, get some wins and roll momentum, and he was a big principle in the run that they had to put themselves back into playoff contention. And I do think that the ability to maintain and even get better as the season wears on and you're getting deeper into ball games and deeper just into your workload on the season, I think that that's going to be taken into consideration by a lot of voters. And I don't think it's going to be uh, like something that isn't all that close. I think it's going to be quite a, an interesting breakdown in terms of the race. But if both of them have decent starts in their last starts of the season coming up against uh, each other's teams, then I think Robbie Ray right now is in the driver's seat and should be uh, considered the presumptive favorite at this point to uh, be taken home the American League Cy Young. Yeah, that's a, which is just itself a, a statement in itself, which you would have thought you know miraculous basically back in the off season right when i remember you and i were on the air i think i think we were doing one of those uh kind of off season pandemic shows uh on a, on a random weekend i think it was like a sunday or something like that a late afternoon on a sunday and uh the news of robbie ray signing that one year deal with the blue jays kind of broke as the show was ending so we kind of got to it a little late and i think uh roger lajoie ended up talking about it a little more after us but i remember um that, that came across, and I want to say it may have actually been uh, the the first deal that happened in the offseason for, like, any any ball club, right? It was it was certainly a very, very early deal, and everyone kind of thought, boy, well, Robbie Ray is really eager, eager to go back to uh, the Blue Jays after the year he had, and a lot was made about his relationship with pitching coach Pete Walker, and Walker, obviously, uh, beloved by Blue Jays fans across the nation, but, boy, I mean, to say, to say that he is now the presumptive favorite for the AL Cy Young. Honestly, I think that is one of the coolest stories in baseball this year. And I know I'm, I know I sound like a homer because we do Jays talk, but I, I truly do think that because based on what we saw at Robbie Ray last year, walking the world, I mean, you and I had started to joke last year that it was like the Robbie Ray experience. It was like a roller coaster. Well, this year it was like uh, driving a Lambo, right? The smoothest ride possible, I would imagine. Yeah, it's uh, going to go down in the annals of uh, Blue Jays history as one of the best. Like, you might be looking at, at in terms of the, especially on one-year deals, like Jose Canseco had a, yep. an incredible season in 1998, his one year uh, as a Blue Jay. But, like, one-year deals or any free agent deals in terms of immediate instant impact and gratification – Robbie Ray and Marcus Simeon. I don't know if it can be top. You know, Marcus Simeon's in a good position to set the single season record for home runs uh, by a second baseman. It's astonishing. And Robbie Ray, eight million dollars. Even that raised some eyebrows because it was just like, well, you're basically just betting on stuff here. You're just saying, well, he has really good stuff, but you know, like the results aren't very good. And how good is his process? And how good do we feel about it? They obviously took. I would say a calculated – I wouldn't even go as far as to call it a risk because a one-year $8 million deal, That's that, there's no risk in that. It's a low-risk, high-reward proposition, and the reward has been probably uh, a Cy Young season here. So nobody saw that coming. The value has paid itself off exponentially. He's obviously justifiably earned himself a ton of, uh, a ton of money. So has Marcus Simeon, and – like tonight was a really good example 
know, the Twins hit some balls hard and, and maybe deserved a better fate than just one run. But even when he walked four, he still only gave up three hits. So, you know, there was no three-run homer with a couple of men on base. There was no home runs uh, to really break his back in a time where the ball game was still in jeopardy. And he's been able to avoid that this season when he has run into trouble, which has happened from time to time. He has found a way to execute, whether it's been via the strikeout, and he's up to 244 on the season, or just finding a way to get in out by any means necessary. He's been able to do that more often than not, and it's allowed him to have starts like this, where even where he's not at his sharpest, he still gives you six innings of one-run baseball on the road in a game you had to get. Yeah, again, Robbie Ray, three hits, four walks, one earned run over six innings of work and six strikeouts on a night. He didn't have his top stuff, but again, the uh, like Josh was saying, the presumptive AL Cy Young favorite at this point going into the final week of the regular season. You're listening to Jay's Talk presented by your Ontario Honda dealers. Show and Josh with you. When we come back, we'll talk about Marcus Simeon hitting his 43rd home run of the year, tying the all-time uh, MLB record by a second baseman in home runs. That was set by Davey Johnson back in 73. And of course, we will talk about George Springer getting off the schneid, breaking an 0 for 16 streak with a two-run jack in this one as well. And of course, your texts, 590, 590, name and location. Still time to send those in. JSOC continues after this on the Sportsnet Radio Network. The Blue Jays just put a gigantic spring in their step in center field. Let's see if it catapults them to the top of the standings. Your home for the Toronto Blue Jays, the Sportsnet Radio Network. Springer swings and he drives a breaking ball deep out to left field. And that ball is gone into the second deck for George Springer. My, oh, my, did that ever feel good for George Springer. A two-run home run, and the Blue Jays have a 5-1 lead. That is Ben Wagner with the call of George Springer's two-run jack earlier tonight. As we welcome you back to Jay's Talk, presented by our Ontario Honda dealers. Show and Josh here with you for another 15, 16 more minutes or so. And Josh, George Springer, uh, yeah, like I said before the break, uh, getting off the schneid, breaking the 0 for 16 streak. I believe that was his first home run since September 11th. 50 at-bats since then. And uh, finally getting off, getting uh, the ball into the seats in a huge way in a game the Blue Jays absolutely needed it. Sure, they were winning at the time, but you know what? For for a guy who had been struggling like that, it it can never be a bad time to get a big hit like that. And, of course, it was a two-run jack as well. Yeah, first homer in 50 at-bats and first in two weeks since, obviously, the, the monster homer with two outs in the uh, top of the seventh inning against Baltimore in that doubleheader. And he also made an incredible play in center field in the first inning, like a scorched ball off the bat of uh, Mitch Garver that easily could have driven in a couple of runs. And, you know, who knows what kind of situation you're talking about. Robbie Ray didn't look great, took him a little bit to settle in and get comfortable. And that saves a run and enables you to go into the second inning only down one and you immediately put two up on the board. And I just feel like, you know, that has to boost your confidence. And yeah, he had some tough, his first three at-bats or first couple of at-bats at least were not particularly good. He struck out on, I believe it was three pitches in the at-bat prior to the uh, home run against Moran, a bunch of change-ups. And he just, you could tell he was out of sorts. He was really frustrated and then got a pitch to hit. He's been getting a lot of them. And finally, put an authoritative swing on a baseball. It's been a while since we've seen him really drive a ball with that 
level of oomph and you know, easily gets it to the second deck. And that's what you're hoping for from George Springer, saving runs and creating runs. And he did both tonight. And, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. It's one good swing. It's one positive evening for him. And you need to back that up and continue to do it here over the remaining week of the season. But it's encouraging. And I, you can tell that uh, speaking to a rash after the game, that he seemed to really be relieved. And he's been battling and grinding. There's no question about it. And I have to think that that's going to be a boost to his confidence here uh, for the final week of the season. Well, that's what Lee and the business call a, a segue, Josh, because, of course, we do have the audio of Springer talking to Arash. Let's hear what he had to say. George, at what point after the home run does it go from relief to joy? Oh, just to get on base, man. I mean, I understand this has been a grind, um, but I'm trying my best. And, and, you know, I understand I need to perform, but it's a good swing, so I'll take it. You talk about the grind. What's been the most difficult part? Man, uh, I mean, not being healthy enough all year to to feel like myself. But, you know, at, at, at this point, it's not about stats. It's it's. It's about staying in the moment. So, no, I was, I'm glad I was able to help right there. Yeah, staying in the moment's an interesting one because the previous at-bat, the last time we saw you, you slammed the bat, you slammed the helmet, you ran out to center field. How were you able to stay engaged and turn the page? Uh, I mean, that's hands down probably the worst at-bat I've ever had. Um, just uncharacteristic at-bat. And, and, I mean, I knew I had to flush it. kind of is what, what it is. Um, I mean, that, that was that's not a professional at bat. I knew it. I think the whole world knew it. So I had to go play defense and on to the next one. And I know baseball is that, on to the next one. But it just felt like tonight was a big one, was an important one after three losses and looking at the standings. How critical was tonight? It's huge. I mean, it, you know, allows us to kind of stay in it, you know, allows us to breathe a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit, um, you know, allows us to to come back tomorrow, you know, to, to have a chance to, to have a split instead of getting swept. So it's a huge win. Obviously, our, our horse was huge again tonight, and it's on to tomorrow. Before I let you go, fully exhale. No second baseman in the history of this game has hit more home runs than Marcus Simeon. What is left to be said of the season that he is having? Uh, I, there, there really isn't anything to be said. I mean, the stuff he's been able to do this year is stuff that I've actually seen before, you know, just not on his team. Um, but his work ethic, what he does every day, he comes to the park ready to go, ready to play, and, and his preparation is elite. And I think, you know, what we're starting to see or, you know, think everybody else is seeing what I've seen in him for years. The payoff is there for Semyon and for you. George, thanks. Appreciate it. That is George Springer speaking to our very own Arash Madani on the field down at Target Field uh, after this 6-1 win by the Toronto Blue Jays. And uh, yeah, Josh, George Springer. I, you know what's funny? Like in the, Earlier in the game, I think it was in the third inning, there was a, a particularly uh, you know a concerning moment maybe, and not, nothing injury-related, but the, the moment where um, Springer was at third base, and I believe it was Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, who hit into a double play. And of course we're in baseball control. So you can't exactly see what's going on, but I can see the little score bug on the TV. And all I could think is, oh, okay, well it was two, one and I'm expecting it to be three, one. All right. Where's the three. It still says two, one. 
it still says 2-1. And then and then I remember I look up and yeah, it just there was never any point, I think, where George Springer went from third to home. And I mean, social media was not very pleased. And, you know, the next couple at bats, like you said, he wasn't great. He smashed his bat on and threw his helmet and stuff. Clearly frustrated. But uh, you know what? Hitting that two-run homer, certainly we have to see if it carries over into tomorrow's game, into the, the final couple games of the season here. Less than 10 to go. But, I mean, you know what? You, 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 you still take it for what it is in the moment because, again, George Springer breaking an 0 for 16 uh, drought going back to September 11th. And, uh, yeah, big, big stuff from Springer in, in, a, in a pretty big moment, all things considered. Uh, well, it was, I, I'm not going to lie, in the moment, it was just a, a microcosm of where things have been over the past couple of games. Just frustration that like, not scoring on the Simeon hit to right field, just it wasn't a particularly hard hit ball, like a good read. You'd think that scoring from second base would be uh, very attainable. And then not scoring on the double play, I, I don't know what happened there. They were clearly prepared to concede a run for two outs. And you're just thinking, you know, with the way that these bats are swinging, to not get anything in that situation, it was still a 2-1 ball game. Not the best omen in the world, but Robbie Ray battled, and you were eventually able to do enough. So it didn't cost you. But, the, like, little things like that, you got to cut stuff like that out over the, the remaining seven games. Because odds are you're going to be in some close ball games here, especially against the Yankees. And if you want to come out the other side and take two out of three, at the very least then you got to find a way to execute in those situations and you know, situationally cash in runs when you have an opportunity to do so like that and, and not leave runs on the table. And they've got to do a better job of that. But at least for tonight, they found a way to not let that fester and really come back and bite them in the ass and were able to do enough to get the win. You're listening to Jay's Talk, presented by your Ontario Honda dealers. Show and Josh here with you for another couple of minutes. Let's get to some texts on the text line. I see one here on 590-590. No name on this one, but I'll read it anyways. Can you give a shout-out to Sault Ste. Marie? Love your show. Thank you. Uh, no name again, but uh, again, I've been to Sault Ste. Marie. It's a nice a nice town. Uh, so shout-out to Sault Ste. Marie, uh, the Sioux. Uh, Eddie in Fort Erie uh, talks about the Montreal having baseball games back. I really hope the Rays play the Jays all nine times in Montreal. If so, I will sign up for that in a heartbeat. Basil from Toronto. Good battle from Robbie today. Didn't have his best stuff, but he battled. Glad to see some offense at last. Hitting is contagious, and hopefully they caught that bug again. Rico and Barry, we need Robbie Ray and Marcus Simeon in the playoffs. Let them feel the Thunderdome crowd. Yeah, they want, you know, getting those guys a taste of what it would feel like in an absolutely full Rogers Center would be, truly would be, uh, would be something. And uh, I see uh, Justin in Kitchener. He wants to weigh in on the... Uh, on the uh, the AL Cy Young conversation, I agree that Ray deserves the Cy Young, and ultimately, if he has his worst start of the season, they should pull Ray out early. Either way, to protect his stats, throw in a long man as quickly as possible. With how close no. this team no. is, even no. if we fell no. down early in that situation, I feel like the Jays would rally more if they took him out. Look, I, I don't, mm-hmm. I, I I do think that Robbie Ray is a Cy Young candidate. He's the Cy Young winner, the presumptive uh, winner at this point. But yeah, I don't. Given what we saw from uh, Robbie Ray over the course of this season, I I don't think there's any chance in hell that. It his final start of the year, he comes out early unless he like is getting absolutely bombed out there. So Jose Reyes, uh, a bunch of years ago with the Mets, got pulled out after a hit in the final game of the season to secure the NL batting title. And I remember you know, the Mets and like Reyes uh, a little bit took some heat for it. They were out of the race. Like Robbie Ray is not getting pulled out in any situation other than after throwing his allotted number of pitches in a good start or if he has a bad start and you just give him the hook. You're not stat padding or preserving anything. 
Like, you let the chips fall where they may with him. If he shoves, then you're looking at the Cy Young. And if he doesn't, then you're looking at it maybe not happening. You live with the results. He's delivered for you pretty much all season long. And you're not going to take the ball out of his hands uh, anything other than organically in his final start of the season. There's too much on the line. You're not going to do it. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, and I and I mean, look, the, he has been nails all year. So, yeah, I, I don't anticipate that happening. Again, short of some cataclysmic event that has basically not happened all season for Robbie Ray, right? So uh, we'll have to see what happens there. But again, the presumptive AL Cy Young candidate. You're listening to Jay's Talk, presented by your Ontario Honda dealers. Show and Josh with you. After the final break, we'll wrap up on the text line, 590-590, name and location. Jay's talk continues on the Sportsnet Radio Network. In Oakland, they called him the machine because he's a cold, calculated, hitting cyborg. I'll be back. Marcus Simeon lives here on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Only a few more minutes to go here on JSOC, presented by your Ontario Honda dealers. Show Ali and Josh Goldberg with you. We'll wrap up here on the text line, 590-590, name and location. Uh, I want to get to a last couple of texts here, Josh. Um, one, uh, you replied to this one already. I just liked how this one was worded. Uh, Liam from Ottawa, seven games left. Every pitch is monumental. Awesome stuff. Home has been a huge blessing to this team. Imagine Tuesday evening, 30,000 fired up fans in Rogers Center, potentially one game back of the Yankees. Hard to ask for more than this. Just awesome. Home is calling. The bats are alive. Pitching continues to deliver. October is around the corner. Yeah, look, we have, we've been talking all season about uh, meaningful September baseball and stressful though it may be, it is meaningful. So, Hey, I mean, enjoy, enjoy it while you can is, is what I, is all I really have to say at this point. Yeah. It's, this is what September baseball is all about. It is, it's painstaking. It's difficult. Yeah. It's stressful unless you're coasting to a double digit game lead. And, and, you know, you're just basically whittling down your magic number without much stress. Like look at the Milwaukee Brewers. The Cardinals have won 15 in a row and the Brewers have struggled. They just got swept by St. Louis and their magic number still down to one with, you know, they could clinch tomorrow with a week left in the season. So that's not as stressful, but this is what it's all about. And I, I guess the argument is, well, if you add playoff teams, doesn't that take away some of the beauty of just this stressful, you know, importance of the playoffs and taking away, kind of watering it down a little bit? And on one hand, I say yes, but I, I think we just have to accept the fact that there are going to be more playoff teams. Whenever they sign a, a new CBA, I think we're going to get a 14-team situation where seven make it from each league. Yeah. I, I just think we're going to add a wild card team and, you know, the best team in the league is going to get a buy yeah. and everyone else is going to play a wild card series. And I, I'm okay with it. I get why you wouldn't be, but I think it's uh unfortunately or unfortunately just the reality of where we're heading when it comes to major league baseball yeah well i mean and tim and stony creek had texted about that what a shame that two or three very deserving teams might miss the playoffs should they add another two teams somehow uh extra revenue teams get rewarded for good years it certainly seems like that is on the agenda right i mean the nfl added another regular season game and changed their playoff structure i I guarantee you the mlb looked at that and said we need to get a piece of that because if there's one thing major league baseball has kind of been struggling with it it has been retaining new eyeballs and i want to say hey if you can go forward into the into the next couple of years 
and you can get guys like like teams that have guys like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. or in the NL teams that have guys like Fernando Tatis Jr. or certainly elsewhere in the American League uh, Shohei Otani and stuff you can get all of those guys into the playoffs that is nothing but a win I would say like no matter what you think of other teams outside the Blue Jays that's a win for the sport of baseball I would say yeah the more stars you can have in the playoffs is always good and and more playoff games and more playoff series is, is fine by me playoff baseball is uh, so so much different and like to, to me it's like right on par in some ways with the Stanley Cup playoffs and just in terms of how much the game changes and how much the intensity ratchets up right away in the postseason and it, there's just something about it that is, is so unique and, and so special and I don't know if more teams is necessarily going to water that down I guess the argument would be well it waters the regular season down and brings in more mediocre teams and I do see that and, and I totally accept it, but I, I just think that that's where we're heading. And I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, but I also don't think it's the best thing in the world. Like, I'm, I'm totally fine with it. Like, it, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at too, right? After 162 games, I think, I think I'm okay with it. Uh, because ultimately speaking, I know there's a lot of variance in baseball, but by and large, the better teams do end up winning in best of series. But uh, that's Josh Goldberg. Always good stuff from him. He and I will be back tomorrow to wrap up Game four of this four-game series at Target Field. You have been listening to Blue Jays baseball powered by Jack Links. Send hunger down to the minors and feed your wild side. Jays win it 6-1, to one, and they will be looking for a series split tomorrow. Alec Manoa on the mound. Griffin Jacks will go for the Twins. For Tom, Ben, Josh, I'm Show. Have a wonderful Saturday night, everyone. Get some sleep. We'll talk to you tomorrow afternoon.